turn to the book of Genesis again. The book of Genesis chapter number 5. The book of Genesis chapter number 5. We're going to continue on a little bit further through the book of Genesis. Remember last week, a sermon from the book of Genesis chapter number 4 about how Cain slew, killed his brother Abel. By the time you get to Genesis chapter number 5, you have, uh, for the most part, the chapter is, is a chapter of a genealogy. It's uh, a chapter of family relationships from Adam. And uh, chapter 5 is basically a genealogy from Adam all the way to Noah. So you got the first man, Adam, and then chapter 5 takes you... To the last verse, verse 32 of chapter 5, when we meet this great, well-known biblical figure named Noah. So about 1,700 years pass between Adam until Noah. Without much, many notable names. There's a lot of time passes from Cain until Noah in the chapter, chapter number 5 without a major, what we'd call a... Uh, that we might consider a biblical major event. But there is a, a couple of exceptions in chapter 5. And one of those great exceptions, or, or a notable exception, is the, the biblical figure of a man named Enoch. And we'll, we'll begin reading in verse number 21 of Genesis chapter number 5. Now we, we're not at all, I'm not at all uh, assuming that there wasn't godly men in those days. But there does seem to be a, a transition or a, uh, a slow creep away from God. We would know it today as apostasy. And so from Adam all the way to Noah, we understand that the world became very wicked. And within that state of apostasy, we have a man named Enoch, who we all know by now, of course, he walked with God. So Genesis chapter 5, verse 21, the Bible says, And Enoch lived sixty and five years, and he begat Methuselah, that's his son. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years, which really was middle-aged back then. He was a middle-aged man at 365 years. Could you imagine that? And the Bible says in verse 24, And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, for this gathering that you've given us. Lord, we have many burdens today, many burdens on our heart. And Lord, we pray, God, that you would help each need. And Lord, we pray for Whitney's family. We pray for her and so many of our members, Lord, who are struggling. And Jesus, Lord, we pray, God, that you'd help them. Lord, I pray they find their strength in you. They run to you. They lean to you. They pray to you. They turn to you. They turn to Scripture. Lord, they, in their weakness, Lord, they run and flee to the rock that's higher than them. Lord, we love you. We praise you, we worship you, Lord, and I pray, God, that you would help us now as we consider this biblical character named Enoch. And Lord, we pray, God, that it would be great help and encouragement to us. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. Help me. Help us. 
Lord, we pray, God, your will be done this morning. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. So Enoch, of course, walked with God. The Bible says in these short few verses that he walked with God. It's recorded that he walked with him twice. He walked with God in verse number 22. And he walked with God in verse number 24. And so the emphasis, of course, for our attention is that. Is that Enoch walked with God. Enoch had a great relationship with God. What does that mean to walk with God? Well, I, I believe it means it's, it's more than just he prayed a lot. It's, it's more than just that he had a, 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 a real sentimental emotion towards God. It's more than that. And God wasn't just a figure to his life. He wasn't obviously a good luck charm to Enoch. What does it mean that Enoch walked with God? And I, I hope and pray that we walk with God. Amen? I want to walk with God, don't you? I want our church to walk with God. And as, as your pastor, I want you to walk with God. And I want to walk with God, too. I want to get close to God, don't you? Now, if you ask anybody here today, what's, what, is the, what is the greatest need on your heart? There, many of you would say, I just want to get closer to the Lord. And that is absolutely the greatest desire that you could have in your entire life. Amen? Not only is it the greatest desire, it would be the source of the greatest blessings in your life if you was closer to Jesus than you are now. Amen? So Enoch, we could say right off the bat, Enoch had by no means thought that he had arrived spiritually. Because he walked with God in verse 22, and he's still walking with God in verse number 24. He walked with God when he was 65 years old, and he's still walking with God when he's 365 years old. I mean, he was still after God. He's pursuing the greatest pursuit and treasure that anybody could ever have, and that is a right relationship with God. I mean, if you want something great in your life, I want to say, you might think this is elementary. You want something great in your life that's meaningful, let it be a relationship with God. That is through the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, the only way to God is through Jesus. So know Jesus Christ who God has sent. And you can have fellowship with God the Father through the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. To walk with God. And what does it mean to walk with God? Well, the book of Amos 3.3, and I made a jot in my margin. So every time I come to this story in the book of Genesis, I'll think of the book of Amos chapter 3, verse number 3. And that, that it says in Amos chapter 3, verse number 3, that how can, two, how can two walk together unless they agree together? So what is Enoch doing? He is walking in agreement with God. That's what he's doing. He's agreeing with God. So you would obviously agree with this, wouldn't you, while we're talking about agreement? Is that you can't walk with God if God's going this way. You can't walk with God if you're going somewhere else. You, you can't walk with God if you're living a life or having a belief or have a conviction that is different than what God agrees with. So it is impossible to walk with God unless you are walking with what God agrees with. It don't matter how you feel about it. It don't even matter what you want, your desire. If you're not in agreement with God, it is impossible to walk with God. If you are not agreeing with His Word, then you are not walking with God. So how is Enoch walking with God? He's in agreement with God. 
Somebody might say, well, I have fellowship with God. What does it mean to have fellowship with God? It means that you're in agreement with God. It means you and God agree on the same things. That is fellowship with God. You know, you can pray 24 hours a day and live a lifestyle in disagreement with God, even though you're praying, you are not walking with God. You can read your Bible all the time. But if you don't do what the Bible says, then you are not walking with God. You could be the most faithful member that Westside Baptist Church has ever had. But if you're living contrary to the Lord Jesus Christ, you are not walking with God. Remember the Lord said, Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? You can't call him Lord unless you do the things that he says. So Enoch walked with God. It means that he was in agreement with God. I was thinking even just a moment ago, the book of Ephesians came to my heart. Chapter number 2. And I I put a ribbon in my Bible here. And I just want to remind us once more what God through the Lord Jesus Christ has done to believers. The Bible says Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2. He's speaking of Christians, their past life, the way they used to be. And Christians, all born-again Christians, have this testimony. The way I used to be. This is true for every born-again Christian. Amen? You say, well, that's not true for me. Then old things haven't passed away. You're not a new creature You need to be born again. Amen? And I want to say it again. You can't make a new religion and call it Christianity if you are not walking according to the teachings of Christianity found in the Bible. Amen? You can't call it something, you can't call it Christianity if it's not walking in agreement with God. You've come up with a new religion. Ephesians chapter 2, 2. Where in time past you walked. Think about that. Before you met Jesus, you were walking a different direction. But the Bible says, where in time past you walked, notice the past tense. According to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the, spirit, in the children of disobedience. That means you used to walk in disobedience to God. But when you were quickened, When you were saved, when you were born again, you no longer walked according to the course of this world. You now walk with God. Verse 3, among whom also we had our conversation, that's our lifestyle, in times past, the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. So ask yourself, was Enoch, how was Enoch walking? Was Enoch walking fulfilling the lust of his flesh? No. Did Enoch walk according to the course of this world? No. How do I know that? The Bible says he walked with God. So he's not walking according to the course of the world. Now, according to the prince of the power of the air in verse number 2, he's not walking according to the devil's plan for his life. So would this be, this would be safe to say biblically, Enoch wasn't walking with the devil, was he? He wasn't fulfilling the desires of the devil. He wasn't doing anything the devil celebrated. He wasn't walking according to the world's 
to the course of this world. No, he walked with God. He wasn't living devilish. Some people say, well, I'm not living devilish. Well, are you dressing like the devil? Are you talking like the devil? Are you being entertained by what the devil has produced? Are you, are you living like... The, what is that? Living contrary to the will of God. Living contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ. If it's anti-gospel, it's pro-devil, isn't it? If it's anti-gospel, it's anti-Christ. It is against Christ. So how's Enoch walking? He's not walking according to the course of this world. He's not going the direction the world's going. He's not going to, according to the prince of the power of the air. He's, he's not going that direction. He's not, he's not fulfilling the lust of his flesh, the desires of his flesh and of the mind. He's not even walking according to the desires of his own mind. How is Enoch walking? He's walking with God. Do you see it? I pray you do. He is walking with God. God. In what way? He is walking in agreement with God. He's not walking according to the way he wants to walk. He's not walking according to the way other people want him to walk. He's not walking in according with how the devil wants him to walk. It's simple. He's walking with God. And he's so close to God that God, he was so close to him that Enoch didn't even die, did he? He's so close to God that God just took him. He's so close to him that God just said, just come with me. Don't you desire to, to walk with God like that? And the only way it's possible is if we're walking in agreement with God. That's it. Well, how is that? Not according to the world, not according to the children of disobedience, not according to the devil, not according to the lust of our flesh, not according to fulfilling the desires of our flesh, not according even as others, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3, and we'll get to that in a moment. He's not following the crowd, is he? He's not even as others. He's walking with God. I'm with him. He's in agreement with God. Hey, listen, if you get anything out of the sermon, let that be it. Pray to God that you and I have a, a desire to walk like that. Amen. To walk like that. To live like that. Not according to everybody else's walking, but to walk with God even if it costs you everything. Because our Lord said, what would it profit you if you gained the whole world, but you lost your eternal soul? It wouldn't profit you anything, would it? So Enoch didn't walk according to anything else, but Enoch walked in according and in agreement with God. I pray you got that. I pray you see that. He walked with God. What does that mean? He walked a lifestyle in agreement with God. Notice this about Enoch. Enoch, as I told you, he was living in the midst of a generation that is slowly drifting away from God. And he's drifted. It's the, the whole society is drifting from God. 
You know the, the greatest sin of the prodigal son? Listen to this. The greatest sin of the prodigal son wasn't when he was righteously living. It wasn't when uh, he was living it up with those girls that he met. It wasn't when he started drinking. That wasn't his worst, most grossest sin. It was the moment. It was the moment that he turned his back on his father. That moment was his biggest mistake. And it led to all the other mistakes. It wasn't the drinking, the women. It wasn't when he was in the pigsty. It was the moment that he turned from the relationship with his father and he went into the far country. It was that first step away from his father that ruined his life. Did you hear that? It was that first step. And so society is drifting away and God's creation is drifting away. And here is a man named Enoch and Enoch is walking with God. Notice, first of all, and I mentioned it earlier, Enoch walked with God even when many people didn't. So if you're going to walk with God, you might be walking with God alone. Don't follow the crowd. We're not measuring the value of God by how many people are following after Him. It's not a popularity contest. As a matter of fact... The Broadway, and many there be that go in there at. And we live in a society today that is built on popularity. We judge value based on how many other people like it. But that's not how God is judged, because God infinitely stands alone and above His own creation. And you can't judge the fallenness of man's opinion. They're running from God anyway. They are contrary to God. And they're running away from God. Prove it. I can. Isaiah 53. All we like sheep have gone away. We've turned everyone to our own way. So society, even today, is running from God. And if you want to walk with God and be with God and know God, you cannot follow the crowd. That's not how we measure the value and the awesomeness of God. Not based on what everybody thinks. God is infinitely good in a society that is supremely bad. And so Enoch walks with God even when other people aren't. In the book of Jude, there's a wonderful commentary on Enoch. And the Bible says this about Enoch. And you wouldn't know this about Enoch if you just read the book of Genesis. But the more you read your Bible, the more you learn. Amen? Did you hear that sermon? And in the book of Jude, chapter 14, the Bible says this about Enoch. Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. What is Enoch doing to it at the time when he's living? Enoch is preaching repentance in a society that is drifting away from God. So Enoch is a preacher of righteousness. Like Noah is a preacher of righteousness. And Enoch is standing, mostly alone, obviously, probably, in a society that is drifting away from God. Enoch is following God even when other people aren't. 
So Enoch is saying the Lord is coming in judgment with ten thousands of his saints. And that affected Enoch. And here's probably what Enoch thought. You know, if the Lord is coming to execute judgment upon this sin-cursed, blasphemous, drunkenness, adulterous generation, I'm not going to follow them because the Lord is coming to execute judgment upon this sin-cursed, blasphemous, adulterous generation. I'm not going to follow them... I'm going to walk with God. So what is Enoch thinking? I'm not going that way. I'm following God. I'm going to walk with God. And that, I believe, was one of the great encouragements to Enoch because Enoch believed the word of the Lord that the Lord is coming to execute judgment. And Enoch said in his heart, I'm going to follow him. Do you realize the same thing applies today? Now don't don't think that because most people don't believe this, this ain't going to happen. It's the same thing. Listen to this. The Lord is coming back. Most people don't believe that. The Lord is coming back. Be ready. Because the Lord is going to return. Most people could care less about that. Be an Enoch that hears the word of the Lord and runs to God in mercy and salvation through Jesus Christ because He is coming back to execute judgment just like it was in the days of Enoch. Enoch walked with God when other people didn't. Number two, Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah. So look at verse 21. Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and he begat Methuselah. Now Methuselah is an interesting biblical figure. You know him, don't you? He's the oldest man that ever lived. Is it 969 years old? You know, I don't know if I'd want to live that long. Do you? 969 years of going to work. <laughs> 969 years of annoyances and problems. So Methuselah lived to be 900 years old. Now, many of you know this, but some of you might not. The word Methuselah, it has an interesting meaning. Methuselah means, it means when he dies, judgment. Or it means when he dies, it shall be sent. Some translators believe it means when he dies, there, or Methuselah means man of dart. So the idea is, It's like when Methuselah dies, there's going to be some sense of judgment. When Methuselah dies, there's going to be judgment. There's going to be death when Methuselah dies. Methuselah died in the same year that what happened? The flood came. So when he dies, it shall be sent. What is sent? The judgment of God came when Methuselah died. And no wonder he lived so long because God is being patient and he's being long-suffering. So when Methuselah dies, the flood is coming. That's the idea. And he's the longest man that ever lived. And look at the love of God and the grace of God and the mercy of God that he lived to be so old because God is, God's arms are outstretched and God is saying, come to me lest you perish. God is saying, believe and trust in me unless you die. 
And then even after the door was shut, God waited how many days? Seven days, right? And then the Lord shut the door. Now, what, is the, what does that mean for Enoch? So it could mean that Methuselah's birth stirred Enoch that when he dies, judgment comes, and Enoch, at that moment, he turns his life over to the Lord. Or it could mean this. It could mean that when Methuselah was born, that the birth of Methuselah did not interrupt his walk with God. And so Enoch walked with God. He begat Methuselah. And in verse 22, Enoch walked with God. Why is that important? Because I know a lot of people, after they have kids, they quit walking with God. Don't you? They do. I know some people, though, that have kids, and that's what straightens them up. And they think about the responsibility of having kids. Hey, you can't raise kids right unless the Lord's in it, can you? Could you imagine, imagine raising your kids without Jesus? Amen. Could you imagine ra- amen, raising kids without the guidance of the Holy Spirit in your life? Amen. So Methuselah, Enoch begat Methuselah and he walked with God. Don't let kids ruin your relationship with God. A lot of people do, you know it. They quit coming to church, don't they? They say, you know, I got these kids. Yeah, that's why you need them in church. That's why you need your bottom in church, amen? So, well, I'm so stressed out because I got these kids. Hey, you're going to be stressed out because you got kids, whether you go to church or not, amen? Because we have kids, let's raise them in church. Because we have kids, let's live a godly example. And and Enoch walked with God 300 years even after he had Methuselah. He kept walking with God. Amen? There's a lot of excuses that come in our lives that try to interrupt our relationship with God. Walk with God in spite of life's circumstances. Walk with God because of life's circumstances. Walk with God when it's hard. Walk with God when nobody else does. Walk with God when everybody's going that way. Walk with God in agreement with Him. Walk with God. Amen? Enoch walked with God. Lastly, Enoch walked with God until the end. So he began Methuselah and he walked with God. Either he was walking with God and when he had kids he kept walking with God or because he had Methuselah he started walking with God but after Methuselah he walked with God for 300 years before the Lord took him home. I know people who start walking with God and quit walking with God after three days, don't you? Three days. Some people, three hours. Some people quit walking with God after 30 years. Methuselah walked with God for 300 years. All the way to the end. You know, I know we're all getting older, ain't we? I want my faith in the Lord to be more, to be stronger, to be better when I'm an old man than it is right now. I don't want my life to separate me from a right relationship with God. No matter what comes, I want to be like Brother Wiley, 
just celebrated 97 years on this earth. And he was born again at 11 years old, 10 or 11 years old. That means he's been walking with God for 87 years. Amen. I want to walk with God until the grave, don't you? I don't want it to be said, and neither should you about you, that somebody hurt my feelings over there at church, or I had kids and life got hard, or things got difficult at work, or the devil promoted me and got me more pay, but I got to work on Sundays. I don't want anything in this life to destroy walking with God. Do you? Every day, if I can speak for him, every day, Brother Wiley wakes up, I'm going to walk with the Lord today. Come what may, I'm going to walk with God. Amen? And the way it is, Vashi, I'm just going to walk with him. She already said he's been good to me. If he's so good, then let's keep walking with him. Amen? So after 300 years, Enoch is still walking with the Lord. Hey, will you go with him one more day? Will you walk with him tomorrow? How about 20 years from now? You know what that'll prove, don't you? If you start out walking with him, and then you quit, and you stay quit all the way to the grave, and you ask me maybe to preach your funeral, I'm going to have this suspicion in my mind while I'm preaching the funeral. Did they really know Jesus? Were they born again? And here's what I'm not going to... If you say you've been born again when you're eight years old and after that experience you had and you lived to be 72 years old and you never had any Christian fruit and you never had any fruits of the Spirit and you never ever went to a place of worship and you never ever read a passage of Scripture and you was not faithful in prayer, what does that mean? It means you're walking to the course of this world. I'm not going to say, boy, I tell you what, I'm glad brother so-and-so, I'm glad he's up there in glory because I really don't know. I know Enoch walked with God because he was not, for God took him. He walked with God, not according to the course of this world. Amen? We got a sleepy spirit in here this morning. You noticed it? (laughs) We're a little bit sluggish, aren't we? But I'm glad, no matter what the atmosphere's like, the truth can be believed upon. And the Scriptures can be practiced, can't they? Walk with God. Walk with Him. Last one, and I'm done. You still with me? Turn to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. He walked with God all the way to the end. So He walked with God when many didn't. He walked with God even after he had Methuselah. And he walked with God until the end. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 5. The Bible says this about Enoch. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And he was not found. They were looking for him because God had translated him. But before his translation, he had this testimony. That he pleased God. So everybody knew about Enoch, that Enoch walked with God. So here's the question I want to pose to you. Do people know that you walk with God? Because he had this testimony that he did. 
Nobody that came to his funeral was surprised. They've come to find out that he was a Christian. I don't want to die, and then people are shocked that I had a Christian testimony because that ain't really one at all, is it? You ever read these obituaries, don't you? They say, I ain't seen some of them, neither of you, in 40-something years. And they say they was a member of the West Side Baptist Church. And I think, were they really? Because I ain't seen them, and I'm 41 years old. I say, well, they went on to be with the Lord. Did they really? Enoch walked with God, and he had this testimony that he pleased God. Everybody knew it about Enoch. Does everybody know it about you? And then this commentary about his life. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. See, faith without works is dead. Can't we say this about Enoch? Enoch must have really believed on the Lord. He really did, didn't he? How do we know that? Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. And James says without faith, without works is dead. And we can be assured then about Enoch, we can say... Enoch really did for our, in our contemporary times, we could put it this way, Enoch really believed on Jesus, didn't he? Enoch was a Christian because Enoch walked by faith and his faith produced fruit and his testimony was that he walked with God and that he pleased God. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that God, that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek after Him. His faith was rewarded, wasn't it? I think about my papa, my mamma. Anybody, any of you all have a hero of faith in your family that passed away? You know them saints? You know one of those people? And you, when they passed away, they're like Enoch, like my mama, I'll tell you again. She was on death's door. She was yellow with cancer because her liver was failing. And she was still saying, and I'll say it again, hey, the Lord's been good to me. That's what she said. Didn't she, mother? The Lord's been good to me. So even in cancer, she was walking with Jesus. Even when her, papa, when, when her husband died, she was still walking with Jesus. When she had a breast cancer, she's still walking with Jesus. When she had her knees going bad, she's still walking with Jesus. And she's hours away from death, and she's yellow in color, and she still says, the Lord's been good to me. And we were there gathered around her when she passed away. And I told my family this, I felt the Holy Spirit when she passed away. And I, the only word I could think of, Bryson, and I said it, I said, victory. And we weren't sad. We weren't tore up about it. We, wasn't, we didn't know what we was going to do because I know where Mama is. I know where Mama is right now. I know where she is. So how can you have that kind of confidence? Because Mama walked with God. That's why. And she had this testimony that she pleased God. And Mama used to say about things when they were wrong and the world's going crazy and somebody wasn't living right and some of them girls were, were skirts this short, Mama would say this, oh, ain't that awful. Ain't that awful. You know what she's doing, don't you? She ain't walking to the course of this world. She goes, oh, ain't that awful. She said, that ain't right. <laughs> you know them old-time Christians... That ain't right. George, turn that off. If something accidentally was on the TV, that ain't right. Oh, ain't that awful. You ever heard that, Sean? She said, 
She, and not blasphemy, I'm about through. She'd say, Lord, ain't that awful. You know what she's doing, don't you? She's walking with God. And then she passed away. Yellow. <laughs> she ain't yellow no more, amen? Now, how do, how do I have this confidence? She had this testimony, she pleased God. Are you walking with God like that? Or do people not really know? You know, because you about think, well, I don't care what other people think, but you might care what other people know. Especially the church, which is the pillar and ground for the truth. And if the church can't vouch for your Christianity, how can you? If the church can't say, yeah, they're walking with Jesus, then how can you have the confidence? Are you walking with God? When you're not, where will you be? Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Are you walking with God today? I pray you are. You're not walking to the course of this world, not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Now what does that mean? You might say, well, I'm going to quit doing it, but here's the thing, you can't. You must be born again. You must be born again. And the only way you can get born again is born of His Spirit. And if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ today, you'll be born again. And Jesus will live in you and through you and change the way you walk and change where you walk and change how you talk and change how you look and change how you act and change the motivation of your heart and change your personality. And you'll start walking with God because there's no way you can get to God except through the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why he said, listen, follow me. Do you get that? That's why he said, follow me. Because that's the only way you can walk towards God. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Amen. This morning, the most important question is, is do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? If you don't this morning, I want to encourage you to repent. What does that mean? It means to turn from yourself. Turn from your direction. Turn from your unbelief. And, and understanding that you're on the wrong path. That sin is sin. That you're living a life of a lifestyle that is contrary in disagreement with God. And turn to Jesus in faith and receive Him by faith today. And if you'll repent and believe the gospel, you shall be saved. Amen? It's the only way. There is no other way. And it's the only way to have everlasting life. And it's the only way to heaven. And it's the only way to forgiveness of sins. And there is no other way. There's only one way, and it's through Jesus Christ. Amen. If you don't know Jesus this morning, you are on the road to destruction. And you will perish in your sins. But Jesus paid your debt. And Jesus offers everlasting life. And if you'll believe on Him, you listen, you shall be saved. Amen? You shall be saved. If I can help you, I'd love to help you with that this morning, okay? And if you're a Christian, you say, I'm a Christian, then walk with God. Amen? Don't walk with God to become a Christian. Walk with God because you are a Christian. Walk with 
God. And if you're not, why aren't you? Why aren't you? Think about it. Why not? What does it mean that you're not? What does it mean? Walk with Him. Walk with Him. Let's sing together. If there's a need this morning, if I can help you, I'd love to pray with you, talk with you, chat with you.